Hi guys, before I get started today on my conversation with Olivia, I just want to let you know that I am going to be hosting a four-week workshop and this workshop is about energized time mastery. So if you don't know what that means, basically it's a different way of looking at time. And what I have come to realize is that we are so unique, each of us, through our energy signature of our human design, as well as through our feminine cycles and our moon cycles and planetary energy. And what I've done is I've taken those things and I've put them together to come up with a different way of looking at time and at how you manage your own time. So what I want to do is teach a workshop about that. In fact, what I am doing is teaching a workshop about that. And it starts in March. So I have put the information in the show notes about that and where you can go check out all the details. And also, if ever you are curious, because in this episode particularly, Olivia knows quite a bit about human design. She knows as much as I do probably and has studied a lot. And so we do have some conversations between both of us being emotional authorities. So if you are ever curious or want to get more information about your chart, you can let me know. You can come and you can DM me anytime on Facebook or um, go to my website, RebeccaTurvo.com forward slash design, and you can sign up for your own reading. And also just feel free to come and check out the um, time management, which I'm calling energized time mastery. Feel free to come check out that group. I will put some links in the show notes. So let's get started. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Olivia Florian is French, living in Sweden, recovering mechanical engineer, an artist, and a coach healer. She helps integrate and expand the life of her clients so they can enjoy the freedom to live fully empowered and act in alignment with their deepest true purpose in life, feeling fully alive and enjoy each step of their journey. She works with embodiment, sensuality, and creative expressions through presence coaching, workshops, and retreats. So welcome, Olivia. Thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you for inviting me. Yes. So I love what you said there about retreats and embodiment. And first of all, I want to talk about how you and I met, right? Because we met through our retreat coach, who is Darla Ledoux. You are a recovering engineer, or that's what you call yourself. So tell us the story of that. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? It's it's. So I've been an engineer and I've, I chose that because it was the easy way for me in a culture that really appreciate the rational and uh, the thing when I was thinking about it, a, a song that I have been learning as a kid is choose a, a good profession and a good profession that was this, this yeah. things, science, and rational yeah. was really important to be practical and really do something important in life. So these notions of doing what's right, important. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had, 
I found, found it easy when I was at school to learn mathematics and it was really easy in the sense it's black and white and even later when I began to work you have the books the rules the formulas so it, it's quite a form of straightforward way of being and not so much gray zone and yeah <laughs> and it's not all of life because that's yeah that's a way of living that just invites the rational mind. Yeah. And obviously, I've never been only a rational mind. I've also always been a very emotional being. And in yeah. this context, this had to somehow, if possible, to stay at home, which didn't, I couldn't manage that. I mean, if you are a, a bit more aware of how emotion works, you know that the more you try to suppress them, <laughs> the, the more powerful they come up. And I have strong emotions. So whatever yeah. I can to try, they were there. And I had this feeling of being a failure when tears came in a meeting. That's not the place. <laughs> yes. Uh, and were you working in a male-dominated? I, I think of engineers yeah. as working with a lot of men. Right? Well, Is, was there a lot of especially in the mechanical engineering? Mm. When I went to, to through school of fifty-two students, I was the only female in that in this yeah. year, and <laughs> and I so I had mostly men, not only but yes, men dominated, yeah. and yeah. they didn't feel weird and feel mm -hmm. felt good at the time. Yeah. And that's the way I had learned that that's value. That's how I do something in the world. And I can be there in with my, I could be as rational as any man. That that was not a problem. Um, but at, at some point it didn't, it couldn't work and really anymore because there was, yeah. this, this was just here. I'm yeah, so much ahead. more. And, yeah. and feeling bad about all these qualities and feeling, you know, splitted in different parts, letting the, the mother, the loving of heart at home, all these parts. There is something, it takes yeah. so much energy. And I, about, it was about 10 years ago, I, I went through depression and went through a lot of things changing in my life not understanding the heaviness that I felt yeah um, uh, I was uh, a weekend with a, uh, my best friend and and I explained her how I was working how I was doing my best how but by the end of the day really feeling like I'm so drained I'm not even proud of my work yeah although I yeah. do my best and my friend just well you might not doing then you're not doing your best and I, mm, yeah <laughs> slap in the face like hey i just yeah. told you i'm doing my best yeah. yeah and then slowly trickled down like well i'm doing my best in that environment in that frame of engineering in this corporate world where with a set of values but that's not my best. That's not at this point of life. That wasn't anymore my best. Mm, I had something yeah. more to let out. There was something more that was calling 
and and it's open to a new journey. Yeah, and I totally I can kind of relate because I was an accountant, right? And in the accounting world, there's not like a lot of room for creativity and emotion. <laughs> it's like here's the numbers, it's black and white, here's some rules to follow, right? Here's a schedule. It was very yeah, it's very masculine orient- oriented, a very scheduled way to work. You know, yeah. and there isn't like you're not uh, yes, <laughs> when you hear about creative accounting, it's usually not a good thing. <laughs> like, you know, you that's not something we should strive to be as accountants is creative with the books, right? So I can totally relate that it's like you feel you you're not really living this, you're not letting this other part through and having emotions at work. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the the most massive part that was obvious for years was really this emotional part of me. Yeah. Because I've always felt from my environment, from my, that this is not okay. Yeah. It's not okay exactly. being and had this uh, ideal picture of the male who's strong, cold, yeah. uh, all put together. Yeah. And I couldn't be that. I couldn't. Yes. And yes. there is so much energy going into trying to not be that while, especially when I have these really high and low lows. So it's really yeah, impossible. They come out. Yeah. yeah. So you're an emotional, you're an emotional generator, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So emo- yes, both of us have that emotional wave that we there ride. Emotional waves and yeah. I, I, and even through human design, what was like affirming to me was one of the gates uh, about the emotions says just that this high, high and low, yeah. low yes. emotions so that I yes. feel a lot. I feel in a range that is quite big and right. feel, hearing that like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> right. okay. There's nothing wrong. It's okay. It's, it's just the way it is. It's not yes. something I have to fight against. It's more something, how do I live with them? Instead yeah. Of, yeah. Can, can I minimize that? No, it's, I can minimize the impact on my well-being, but I can, but I don't need to try to, you know, shut it down, making more even. That's yes. I mean, that's something I think you and I share in common is I spent a lot of my life trying to keep a lid on my emotions. And I used to think of myself, I'm just too emotional. Why am I so emotional? Like all the questions I had for myself. And it's like, and I would like put that in a box and then I'd go to work in a professional environment. And it, it seemed all fine until my son died. And then I was in a professional environment and I could not keep my emotions in a box anymore. It just, you know, it, it was impossible. And so, but when I learned about my human design and my emotional wave, it all made it okay. Like, oh, you know, this is why it felt so terrible, right? We're trying to keep a lid on something that's actually a part of who we are. It needs to come into our everyday life. It needs to be acceptable. Yeah. Right? It needs to be okay. <laughs> and the fun fact is half of the population is emotional yeah. defined in this way. So there is yes. half of the population trying to be something more even yeah. than 
we are. And I yeah. believe that anyone, emotions are signals. We are not yes. taught emotional intelligence in our culture. And that's something I'm also not at really all. Yeah. Turning and for bringing more of. Yeah. And I don't know about you. So you live in Sweden. I thought that was interesting because I'm of a Finnish heritage. Both my husband and I are Finnish heritage. Mm -hmm. And we come from a community of, you know, Finlanders, you think of them as really staunch and really, I don't know if Sweden is sort of like that, too. It's very, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's non emotional, like, we're okay, yeah. we're proud, and, and we're, you, yeah, the more north <laughs> you go, and in any country, so there is yeah. this variance in countries, in north, mm. people are more inward, yeah. interesting, so, yeah, yeah, so I think that's interesting to think about when you think about you're around a community of people who are just really, um, you know, we're, we don't need to show our emotions, right? We're okay. Everything is fine. And that's kind of how I grew up too. It's all good. We're all fine. <laughs> really, my father was someone, you know, who represented this emotional stability. He was the, the pillar of the, the family. Yeah. Uh, bringing the food and and bringing stability emotionally and and it was only on late years where i understood how much a burden it has been because yeah. he ha had no access or no permission to yeah. access that permission oh i love that we all have permission to feel emotions and the, so the thing i want to say is we like judge so harsh like we think there's something wrong and something to be fixed at least I did for much of my life like what is wrong like why am I feeling like this like there's something wrong with it but really what if there isn't anything wrong with it right what if it's okay you just allow the emotion there's nothing wrong exactly. and, and, oh, I, so I, and it's still uh, ongoing learning although I know so much I, I catch myself so many times when I have a huge wave of emotions with tears it's like oh i need to i need to yeah. put myself back I, I i cannot come and talk to you yeah and the only I... thing that really helps is say hey i'm in the midst of this yeah. i feel my tears and then i can relax because i'm not trying to fix it and then it yes. just find its way yeah it's and part of that for me, like you, both you and I would be called emotional authorities, right? So what I've yeah. learned through human design is emotional authority is about teaching people about emotions. So actually, it's my job to inform people around me that, hey, mm -hmm. I'm in a low today. And this has helped me so much because I still have a, a husband and a daughter who live with me. And when I'm in a low, it's important for me to let them know, hey, by the way, I'm in a low right now. And I think I'm probably going to go spend some time with myself right? It's about nurturing and allowing it to be okay to nurture yeah. yourself and allowing it to be okay that they know that I'm feeling this emotion. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's okay. It's such, a, it's such a gift when that we can give because when we believe we hide our emotions, yeah, inevitably, they are all over the place. I have a son is a projector, so really receptive. Yeah. Yes. And so funny. And I, and I tell each time I feel my energy, my emotional energy is, is not quiet. I'm telling him 
so that, that it has words so that they can then relax knowing that that's my stuff going on and it confirms me each time <laughs> that yeah he because he's amplifying it right you can feel the storm yes. And feels it. so it's easier. It's a really a real gift that we give to others when we name and can say, hey, I'm in that state right now. It and is. I think it takes the discomfort the out of it. Fix it. They don't need to yeah. be with it in, yeah. in that uncertain place. So yeah, when I put words, I give him permission also to know that, okay, it doesn't seem like as catastrophic as it is. <laughs> can sound when we try to repress it like it's all good so how does creativity come into this story then because now I feel like your coach your coaching has gone to this creative place right with your clients one entrance at some point uh in my journey I went I was working with a therapist and as I said I've been living with that uh anectical mind and it has been my defense system when I was feeling too much I went into rationalizing I went into not feeling too much of trying not feeling too much of my body talking myself out of it right yeah and so when I was in therapy there was one day my therapist could really feel I was stubbornly saying yeah well I need to to stretch up I need to be big and so at, the, at some point, she, she gave me a paper and, and said, choose a paper and choose some color and, and write, write it down. So in my big, I should be big, I took a big paper and then look at the colors and, oh, I take black. And I began with a small dot. And then I stopped and there was nothing more. I could feel in mm. myself, oh. There is nothing more. So I had my big paper, but nothing more. And I stayed there and felt like, yeah, that's so, that's so, okay. Wow. And I could count down. And then after a while, I could feel like, oh, yes. And there is a layer of warmth here and a layer of life here. And just a few. And it was not very artistic, but it just let me come in. Instead of being here, I should be strong, big, and power through. I could feel, okay, now it's just that time. I need to go. I am small right now. It's okay. Yeah. And it was so, such an experience that the I just uh, called, I fetched uh, colors, and I began to, to draw much more again. And for the joy of it, knowing that, oh, that's a wonderful way for me to come out of this idea of how I should be and, uh, and feel myself more again. So that's that was awesome. my serious entrance to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and in the past two years, when I was in the, when I began to work with, with Dala, our, our business coach, yeah. and, and I was still working on my business model and, and I, wanted to give more space to my creativity. And there was a point, could feel more constriction when I was like, oh, and so much expectation on, on, on what I was going to paint. So oh, what can I do to loosen up? And then I remember an event where there was some body painting and I felt where I felt this childlike 
feeling of, oh, I'm doing something I'm not meant to do to write on my skin. And, and I remember the joy, so hmm, I could try that. And it began to be a journey of through that body painting, I could just let my inner child be there and connect to so much more of myself. So I'm seeing it as a tool. So yeah. the more this, and this has opened me to, I knew that I loved drawing, that I've always been loving it, but it's always been something, you know, it's just for play. Mm, That's yeah. the mindset. <laughs> My seriousness shadow was <laughs> really putting <laughs> a... Exactly. And, yeah. and I was realizing, no, you know, with the therapist, and you know, the, the joy and the creativity and, and how it opens me to more accessing my higher self because then I, I poetry went through when I was doing this body painting. So it's, this is a portal. I need to bring that more in. And I could access that, okay, this artist has a place. She's, she's in here and there is no reason for her to be hidden or called like unimportant. So that's how. Yeah. Well, so how does that come into the work now that you do with clients, this creativity? Like, what is it you help your clients with? Yeah, one part is just, it's with me, but it's one of the tools when just when, when we are working with something, at some points, we can just unpack the story with a with a drawing, so not from the mind telling the story, but just putting it down. So mm -hmm. really accessing something else. That's one of the aspects really uh, of letting, see what comes on, on the paper and being that inner journey or inner conversation that happens, see, feeling where, where is the constriction, where is the liberation? Is it easy to play, yeah. be playful or is it very, yeah, there is a judgment of uh, so it's it's just so eye opening to, yeah. to listen and have someone to 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 share what's happening in you when you are trying to express through that media. So it sounds like you are helping people through the journey you've already been through, which is from yeah. that your mind just working in your mind. Yeah, to, you know. Yeah, exactly because. Okay. It's, it's a, it's something that we are in the West culture so much ingrained of following the rational mind and an unhealthy masculine yeah. energy. So coming back to the whole of us. Yeah. So and and finding you know the back door to this defense mechanism for not feeling for not accessing these painful places because it's been hurtful to shut all these things down. So having an other entrance, of course, my other entrance is also being in the body. So connecting with movement, with, with touch to our own bodies. So being in the present yeah. moment. Yeah. Because mine is always <laughs> yesterday, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. what happened, what will happen, but not, ne never here. Yeah, it's such important work, right? It's it's really yeah. important work. And so many of us come to that work in different aspects and you come kind of through a creative, that's the way you come 
to the work through, which is so cool. And before we wrap this up, I just want to revisit this human design thing, because I know when I first started with Darla, I think you were the one that I felt was most familiar with human design. So where, how did you learn about human design? Well, I started to learn, to learn uh, two years ago, getting a reading from Dala, and then there was really mm. things that were clicking into place. And then I began to, to study in depth because it, okay. it was just fascinating how it touched me. Uh, she, in one retreat, she, she gave us our life theme that, so okay to, to the four main gates we have yeah and, and so like the incarnation the, cross right the incarnation yes. cross, okay exactly okay uh, and the uh, for me it was the vessel of love and and it was so touching there was something so important for me to get connected to in reading that so recognizing and seeing also the wounded part around that because being the vessel of love, it's the love of the journey, the love of the body, and really bringing people. So it was so telling about my why. Yeah. This sense of that people who are different, they just need reassurance that there is nothing wrong with that difference, that this, this, this difference are just gifts to be yeah. unpacked. Yes. And so exactly. just feeling that was one of the openers and and also you know that self-acceptance that it, it gives me. So oh I'm emotional. I I'm not meant to give answers, make decisions in the moment. Oh, I don't need to push myself to try to get clarity here now, here now. It's yeah, so interesting. So just there's, allowing myself to that's how I am and there is nothing wrong that's the way it's meant to be yeah so relaxing layers after layers through that was really yeah I I think human design has so many parts of it that allow us to be fully seen and heard like that's what I think it's like a great tool of awareness to bring people to back to themselves, like, oh, that is totally me. <laughs> it feels so good. And yeah. so I think that allowance to be ourselves or that permission to be ourselves, that's what opens up the rest of our life to us, right? Exactly. And like, that's the main work that is whatever yeah. client is coming for, what is wanting to emerge is parts of aspects of us that we don't know what to do with them. We believe they're the need to change and when we can integrate that and see own that and say hey that's what that's the way I am and, and love it I know and love, love it I know <laughs> even related to human design there is the gene keys and we were talking yeah. about it yes and this and my main gene key is the shadow is seriousness and it's like no I've never heard that <laughs> No, I, I way of taking life so seriously and yeah. how I, yeah, yeah, serious. and allowing us to see and accept those shadows about ourselves too, and knowing that's okay too, because it's actually part of the path that we're on, right? Yeah, it's like exactly. accepting those shadows, makes it also yeah. makes 
makes the shift because then suddenly I'm not any longer in the heaviness of the seriousness. Yeah. I can say, oh yes, I'm so serious. Yeah. And I can stop being serious. I can just play and be more. Yeah. Yes, I know. I just, I love, I could talk about human design for so many hours, but anyways, for this episode, before we end, I was curious if you could tell us where people could find you, if they're interested in what you do or what work you're doing right now, where could they find yeah. you? So they can find me on my webpage. That is oliviaflorian.com. Okay. And yes. on that, on the main page, you find my services and, and, one way to connect, I have uh, currently creative conversations. Uh, it's, a, it's a Zoom call in my Facebook community where we take up topics for what does it take for being more fully alive and, and different aspects. So we, we exchange, we explore a very open space where there is no expectation to do it right or there is no right or wrong. It's really an exploration. What, what does it, this mean? How can we open to more? Awesome. So, so you um, have a creative um, conversations community. Is that what you're saying? It's called creative uh, conversations. The community is called Fully Alive with Olivia. And in this community, okay. we have the creative conversations. And okay. going to the website, they will, it's, it's okay. It's the, all there. Okay. So in the show notes, I will put the website so that everybody can go check that out. So thank you so much, Olivia. Thanks for being here with me. It was super fun. Yeah. Thank you. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.